0: who all right let's do this what audacity i started audacity good (laughs) no we're way too fucked up to be starting audacity what are you doing huh
1: hello and welcome to the filter free podcast i am your host tj stevens problematic out of my left earbud it, getting off to a banging start here. Yeah, joining me as always, Depends. Dollar Bill Dave. Yeah. I touch myself. Mm. I, I just need to clip that. Just Dave. <laughs> leading I touch myself. And Timmy C. you, <laughs> <laughs> go, go, go. Dave's is awesome, and he got a new hat, and it's <laughs> hilarious. Are you drunk? Yes or no? And it's marked on the right hand side for both. Time moment drawers get my panties wet. I love it. We've covered this butt wipe on a few different occasions. Butt wipe? You don't talk about butt wipe anymore? No, I'm yeah. not.
0: I'm not seven. Good news is I've limited the producers' amount to screw us over this, so we're actually going to get to sing along with the songs now. You are welcome. Mm.
1: Welcome to the filter free podcast. Hey, hey, yeah. Dave is awesome. He is, and he got, got a, a new, new hat. hat. Kirk sucks. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, man! <laughs> Let it go. Let
0: it go. Let it go. I'm wearing this shit to Ireland. Okay, they won't know what it means. Yep. <laughs> this is weird. Kirk will when he sees it. Oh,
1: whore ass. <laughs> By the way, I tell Ireland? you guys, I'm going to Germany and Mark. Is he Irish? He's gonna be at the game day. Is gonna be at the game. Oh, I'm gonna be i Ger- I'm going to Germany in March, but it's for work. But I'll still be in Germany for a week. Dugan Yeah, drinking beer. That's, Drink a That's penis in in German. I don't believe that. It is. Go is ask it? a lady to touch your Dugan. No, I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> 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 That's my Dugan I don't see your dog. She's gonna punch She's you in the nose. About. Yeah. <laughs> joining me as always Dollar Bill Dave Kirk Herb Street sucks and Timmy C let it go man who? who? please remember to subscribe and rate this show wherever you get your podcast while you're at it, follow the show on twitter at FF Popcast, on instagram at Filter Free Popcast. follow our patreon network at at Filter Free Net on twitter and Timmy if they become a member at www.patreon.com forward slash filter free. What do they get with all that? All that $10?
0: You will get legends. Let's rethink this. Football is getting paid with Tim and Dave. When Dave starts watching football again, evolution of evil, wrestling with commercials, plus our list of 2024 events of bus rides, which I'm sure to come, and events starting with the Royal Rumble. Dave will be hosting. We appreciate that. Everyone, come see us at the rump. Well, come see Dave at the Dave and
1: Justin, and others. And yeah, yeah, the funder Forgot about him. Blaine will be there. Blaine. Which, by the way, if you're listening to this, I'm like, oh man, you know, I'm I'm sure with Justin three going, they're they're, uh, like that. That many people go. It's it's been sold out for six weeks. The sweet. Yeah, that's how the sweet life goes. Yes, the sweet life. That's how fast this shit goes been sold out since December. So the next time we do it, whenever that is, make sure you don't miss out. You get, sometimes we do blocks of hotels. I think we did it for this one. Pretty sure we did. Yeah. You get discounted hotel rates. You get a sweet ticket to the event of whatever one we're going. We've done St. Louis Royal Rumble. Now we've done Tampa Royal Rumble. We've done Nashville SummerSlam. We've done two all-ins. Okay, this is what we do. You get to hang out with us for the weekend. We did WrestleMania back in Vegas at number 9. That's true. We One of us was on the elephant when he came out. But also when we get our suite, we have a beer full of fridge. Now, a fridge full of beer I should say. <laughs> now, if you don't pay for any beer, you get none out of the fridge. I I, I have to make these rules clear cuz this has happened. If you pay for beer ahead of time, you get some beer. But if you do not, you do not get a beer from the fridge. If you buy the fridge, you might get some beer. Maybe. Timmy, what's what's on your mind for our current topic for this week? How about uh the retirement of Nick Saban?
0: I mean, there's a lot. Uh, I mean, uh, Belichick fired? got fired, Belichick Saban retired, and Pete Carroll retired. Uh, no, I think Bella. Pete Carroll was pushed out. Pete Carroll got fired. Well, Pete Actually, Carroll were- he got reassigned. Pete retiring. He was his, He's got reassigned. He's he he is now in charge of um making sure the jock straps are clean on Saturday. Kirk sucks. I, what will you stop? By the way, speaking of the colors, um, what's the uh uh Native American guy that got fired from the commanders? Ron Riviera.
1: Uh, yeah, Rivera. Riverboat Ron also fired. Well, I mean, if you go overall, Frank Reich was fired. All of the Bears' coaches except Matt Eberflus was fired. Hey, which Arthur hey, Smith was fired. Fra- Frank Reich was fired week ten. <laughs> We're How was about three months late on that. How was Dennis Allen not fired? Brandon Staley fired. Arthur Smith was fired. Yeah, he deserved it. D'Amico Ryan killing it with Houston. Yeah, he's crushing it. By the way, killed the Browns. 45-14 just now. I picked that. Yeah. I did not. I did. The the Texans won that game and actually outscored my total score by themselves. (laughs) The Texans won that game by 47 million. So thanks, Houston. Only two people got extra points in the playoff pool. You did not, Tim. You got 10 for the win. You didn't get extra points. What do you get extra points for? The score. The score. Stupid. Tell me they did not pick
0: 45 to 17 or whatever. No, no you they,
1: picked the total score. So they picked over six. Quello was closest at 56. The final was 59. No, it was 56. Or 40, 50, it was 59. It was 45, 45, 45 14. Yeah. 14 59. quello had 56. And one other my, one of my other buddies had 50. So he got 1, Quello got 7. Let's see. I had I think I had 51 was mine. I think it was 19 people picked. Oh, I had 41. <laughs> <laughs> 19 people picked Cleveland to win and 8 people picked Houston. I picked If I'm not mistaken. I thought their defense would win the game for him and I I did mistaken. too. Um Has anyone ever seen a defense look shitty as that? Terrible. Well, an alleged, you know, top of the league defense that just got murdered by the Houston Texans, which I'm pretty sure has never been said before. And then Dave disappeared. Then Dave quit. He's really Again. Again. A he's fucking gang. He's newly newly transplanted Alabama guy. He's really upset Nick Saban retired. Nope. Love it. Oh. Roll tribe. Mmm. Roll tribe. Please tell me that's going to be another hat of yours. Sure. I'll get one. Roll I'll tribe. Send me. I'll, I'll wear it. Send me one. i wear it. Which tribe? Florida State. Seminole tribe. Oh, Florida. Florida. Former WCW World Heavyweight Champion, Florida State Seminole legend, Ron Simmons. So, I mean, obviously the three big ones, right, is Belichick, Saban, P. Carroll. Yep. So what – Alabama has their replacement. New England has their replacement. They're they're hiring Gerard Mayo, who was just an active player two years ago. But to be fair, the Texans are doing it right now with D'Amico Ryans. So – Let's start with the Patriots. Where do you see the Patriots now with Gerard Mayo as their head coach and not Bill Belichick? It's going to depend on the draft pick, who they pick. They just they're, went three and what, 14. Three? three and 14. I don't think one draft is going to fix them.
0: No, they need Jesus. They A co- do. A quarterback can fix you, trust me. You think they
1: have to give up on Mac Jones? Peyton Manning right? won four games this rookie year. Okay. And the next year, what'd he do? Nine and seven. I don't think that's right. That is. Oh, okay. Okay. So what was his second year would have been 2000. Yes. Well, he drafted 98. So actually his second year would have been 1999, 1999, Indianapolis Colts. By the way, I uh, tried won two games his rookie year. Nope. Yep. But we're talking Mac Jones. He's been there like. Oh, the 99 Colts went 13 and three. Yeah. Okay. I, I okay. Yeah. A lot more. Quarterback fixed it.
0: Yeah. Him by, by himself. The way, Cincinnati Bengals. Two and 14. Joe Burrow. What'd you do next year? Uh, well, he injured himself.
1: So what'd they do this year?
0: Mm. He also injured himself.
1: Because he's made of glass. Incorrect. I swear to God. It sounds like they're pushing down refrigerators downstairs. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> hey, it's not my house for once. Although my furnace is probably going to kick on at some point because, you know, it's uh, eight up here where I live right now. Degrees. 80? Uh, so, Billichick, you think Timmy thinks a quarterback can save the team, which I think is yep. absolutely moronic. Dave, what do you think of the Patriots? They got to go quarterback. They have to. Mac Jones sucks. He does. They're three, right? Roll tide. They're in the top three or four. Yeah. So, so you're getting don't Caleb. Ever your you're getting Caleb absolutely. Williams or Penix? Drake May. Drake my Drake May or P- uh, Prenix Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. Drake Penix. May. No. Or McCarthy from Michigan. He's coming back. He's <laughs> what? Track. No. He's like a fourth round pick. Uh, he's projected he, second. Actually, he's he's like a XFL third rounder.
0: Oh. Yeah. He's terrible. It's UFL now, by the way.
1: But uh, what I guess what I'm asking the what the people want to know, Dave, are the Patriots a drafted quarterback away from turning around? Yes. No, they need more help. Thank you. No, they a have a great defense. They need some receivers. They, they need should a rehire guy.
0: Belichick as the defensive coordinator.
1: I would almost say the Patriots need Marvin Harrison team team more than he ma- more than they need a quarterback. How do I kick Tim out of this chat? You just idiot. click on his picture. I don't have that power. All right, let, here, I, here, there, you there go. we go. So he's a moron. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually believe that the Patriots need Marvin Harrison Jr. worse than they need a quarterback. What? What? what Who the that- fuck is going to throw to him? Matt Zappa. Well, if you can, if you can draft <laughs> Marvin you Harrison draft Jr. His name wrong. If you can get Marvin Harrison Jr. And then draft McCarthy in the second round. Will you let go of the Michigan quarterback? He's terrible. He is not good. But who is – there was another He is draft. the Brian Daniels. Daniels. of this draft. Jordan Travis. Eight, Jack Seminole. Daniels is what they need. They need Jack Daniels. You know who else is a terrible quarterback? Kirk huh. Herbstreet. Kirk Herbstreet. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure he's not a quarterback. Let's move on. He was he was a quarterback, Mm -hmm. number four, number four in your programs, number one in your heart. So let's move on from New England to the Seahawks. Seahawks, Pete Carroll out. How what do where do you think the Seahawks go from here? Well, I mean the Seahawks can can only go so far with Geno Smith. I mean that's your look nine and eight is your ceiling with Geno Smith. They were just in the playoffs last season, but I do believe they were nine and eight. See, yes, and then. Alabama, Nick Saban, they got their, they got the new coach, Dave. You know his name. I forgot. Kalen DeBoer. Thank you from Washington. I find, I find it odd
0: that the best two openings were immediately filled by people that would, no one had heard of.
1: So what was the other
0: one? New England. Yeah,
1: New England and Alabama. My guess, like that, that Hall of Famers retire, you already got it in. That's okay. an interesting point. I believe in my heart of hearts. Alabama probably knew Nick Saban was retiring before the season started. Or at least it, it might happen. ESPN did too. That's why they put him in the fucking playoff. Bullshit. And then <laughs> I also bet Robert Kraft probably knew he was letting go to Belichick after the season was over. Yeah, Belichick well, needed a good year to keep He probably it. didn't, it but time. after about six games, he was like, nope. And then Gerard Mayo, I've never heard of this before, but Gerard Mayo actually had a succession clause in his contract to where if Belichick left, he would be the next head coach.
0: Which is weird because it wasn't like he was coordinator of anything. Like, no, he's the linebackers coach.
1: Yeah, he he was not Bill O'Brien before this. He was just the linebackers. I shouldn't say just the linebackers coach. because I'm pretty sure that's how D'Amico Ryan's got his spot. Well, no, he was a defensive coordinator before he was made the head coach. Yeah, doesn't make it every time. So where does this leave Alabama? Do they make the playoffs next in year? Al- in, no. in Alabama. Thank you, Tony, for contributing. Dave says okay. no, they do not make the playoffs next year. No, they, They're they losing a lot. Even with, a, even with an 18 or 12-team playoff? Ain't buying it. Uh, nope. Maybe with a 12, they might. They could finish 12. And they're going to 12 next year. Incorrect. Well, they are in the SEC. So even if they lose six games, ESPN will be like, well, they deserve to be in the playoffs. And <laughs> they're Alabama. And I'm going Street. And I said so because I'm a little bit Top five. I'm so glad we're recording this right now. Top five, top what? Five. You think Alabama? They, they, they be will top finish five? in the – You think yeah. Alabama, the new head coach, is going to finish in the top five? Yep. DeBoer's good,
0: man. Look what he did with Washington.
1: Let me okay, let me reflect. I me, think
0: I think Georgia is gonna be the team to beat next year. Of course. This is the transfer portal era. He's I bringing for, them with
1: him. And they're, for, and they're their Gucci. Georgia, Ole Miss, mm. and Tennessee are gonna be really good next year. Okay, let me let me throw this wrench in the works. Jim Harbaugh stays at Michigan next year. Uh, that's not gonna happen. Mm-mm. It's called a wrench in the. That's why I said wrench in the works. Jim Harbaugh stays in Michigan. Does that change? Michigan, anything? Michigan should be. You act like, like his coaching
0: matters. His coaching doesn't matter. He missed half the games this year. They still
1: three. won the national,
0: national championship. He missed three that's just because
1: Florida State wasn't in it. No, no. He, he, missed, he, missed he missed three six. on the front, three on the back. Yeah. He <laughs> missed six altogether? Yeah. Yep. Because huh. his <laughs> his his college team's full of criminals and <laughs> stealing signs and shit. <laughs> How dare you, Scout. stallions! How dare Carter you, stallions! Your is out there stealing signs. Yeah, I love in the NFL in, or the NCAA, weird, they call it cheating. In the NFL, they call fake it Fake mustache. Central Michigan fake mustache. Well, I mean, New England got in trouble for doing that shit too. Well, they were recording the practice. So was so, so was Michigan. he. I thought he was sending people though, to do it, or like yeah. he was. I thought he actually. I thought he wasn't involved. Allegedly, sure he wasn't. Yeah, that's what Belichick said. Well, he's full of shit too. They said he had a whole library. Belichick had a whole library. Of course he did. Yeah, with no books, whole the, library, the no books gate. So we have New England. Timmy says they make the Super Bowl next season. When they draft whichever quarterback it is, Seattle is gonna be nine and eight, and then Alabama. Dave says Winston- it's going to be, Timmy says gonna to be top five. Winston- and then Dave says they'll be in the twelve team playoff. Which I think Dave on all three accounts is much more reasonable. <laughs> so what is there any other football news outside of Houston just blowing the doors off Cleveland? Do we need it's it cold start? in Kansas City. It's very cold in it Kansas City. It's very cold, and the, and the ground looks hard. They've, sure. had one, they've had one drive, and they've already put Taylor Swift on TV like three times. I, Timmy and I were discussing something uh, before we started recording this. Uh, about oh, you, there she is again. Right so Buffalo – no, it's probably the same shot. You're just behind. So Buffalo and yeah. <laughs> Pittsburgh getting moved to Monday because of the snow. And I was telling Timmy, I said, of every famous – like historically famous NFL game, right? You have the Freezer Bowl, the Ice Bowl, the Tuck Rule game, the Fog Bowl, the Mud Bowl, the Epic in Miami. All the these The Mud Bowl? Yeah. They played it, in mud. They played in mud. So, it was all <laughs> these legendary games. Remember Pittsburgh played on Monday night and won 3 nothing cuz the turf in Miami. But we That's have all every these, week. We have all these like very famous weather games in the NFL to me. Now I know it's a different world now than it was in the '60s, but to me, it's the NFL. You cannot postpone or cancel a game barring a hurricane is next to the stadium for weather. Well, to be fair, the NFL didn't.
0: The it was governor, the governor of, of New York, the
1: governor of New York, did, yes. and that's so why because told they me, shut down the streets so
0: people can't fuck get that to the bitch. Game. Sorry,
1: what were yelling at? Probably should probably should have waited tomorrow to record. Look at look, judging by this, these reactions we're getting right now, I don't know if that was warranted. <laughs> just now, I'm a but huge Steelers fan. I get, yes, you are, but I just I don't know. Like to me, I get I get a bad taste in my mouth when, People's and also now you it? have this conspiracy theory oh. that. Well, they didn't postpone the Kansas City game so Kansas City would beat Miami and they'll get deeper in the playoffs because of Taylor Swift, which is the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. And I told Timmy to elaborate on this conspiracy theory. And he goes, I'm not saying Kansas City is going to win the Super Bowl. They just want them to go to the Super Bowl. And I said, Timmy, what is the point of working your way around to get Kansas City to the Super Bowl and then not letting them win? That's dumb. The Bucs are going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I did. I, I picked the Bucs to win. I, I picked the Bucks. Dave knows. I picked the Bucs to beat the Eagles. I didn't. The, the Eagles are hot trash right now. They are. But so are the Bucs. The last two weeks have been terrible for the Bucks. Yeah, but for like the Eagles, it's been like the last third of the season. Why does he keep shutting the video off? What are you doing? Sneezing? I don't know. Anything else about the foosball before we uh, get this show underway? Mike Norvell, sign an extension with Florida State. Be I, on the I lookout. You Here you go. Timmy, get the harpsichord ready, cause this week we're going back to January twenty eighth, nineteen eighty four. This is why we're not on ad free shows. <laughs> this is absolutely why. As we as we watch the Middle <laughs> and Championship Wrestling. However, before we get to that show, let's see what was happening in your world yesterday. Let's run through some events, filter free up first stories that missed the cut. January 2nd, number 13 Ohio State beats number 15 Pitt 28 23 in the Fiesta Bowl. Number 3 Auburn beats number 8 Michigan in the Sugar Bowl 9 to 7. And unranked like UCLA. Yeah, 9 to 7. In 1984, I'm sure it was riveting. An unranked UCLA upsets number four Illinois, forty-five to nine, in the Rose Bowl. That would be entertaining. Yes. Uh, by the way, there is one more game in this uh, bowl season. We're gonna we're gonna cover here in a little bit. January fourth, Night Court, starring Harry Anderson, debuts on NBC, where it ran for nine seasons. How did this miss the cut? so what's great is the first time we were supposed to record it, i had the theme song ready to go and now i
0: do if you guys
1: wanna, uh, you want to uh you know riff for a minute i can get it back here real quick this is this is i'm terrible with this by the way there's gonna there's gonna be some uh, editing hey, good, here timmy good plan well it's not his fault. I'm not prepared. It no, it, it's totally his fault because you were prepared. All right, Timmy. Turn off the background music. And let's prepare ourselves for the greatest theme song in the history of nighttime television. Fresh Prince. to discuss where they found John Larroquette after all these years to be on that show, the new night court. They Googled Um, him. Uh, They Googled him. (laughs) (laughs) January 4th, Adrian Dantley ties Wolf Chamberlain's record for most made free throws in a game when he goes 28 of 29 from the line and leads Utah to a 116-111 win over the Houston Rockets. Still
0: 19,994 women behind him.
1: That was really specific. Why do you know that? I, my uncle. Is Adrian Dantley? Yep. Okay. January 7th, Chicago Cubs World Series winning legend. John Lester is born in Tacoma, Washington. And he just gave up another stolen base. That's fine. We won the World Series. It doesn't matter. January 8th. The Los Angeles Raiders beat the Seattle Seahawks 30-14 in the AFC title game, and the Redskins beat the 49ers 24-21 in the NFC title game, setting up Washington and the Raiders in the Super Bowl. More on this later. A Super Bowl day forgot happened. There's good reason for that. January 9th, the Atlanta Braves pitcher Pasquale uh, Perez gets arrested for cocaine possession. Um,
0: I'm sorry. I'll pick up Dave Slack. Natron means. There you go.
1: (laughs) That's good. James Brooks. (laughs) january 9th christian koye christian koye the nigerian nightmare a big day in music as the single nobody told me by john lennon is released posthumously, and van halen releases their biggest album ever 1984 i read that book when was that january 9th what year 1984 oh look at look look what they did it's like they're fortune tellers they knew it was coming. Mm. The year? <laughs> Have it, haven't seen it. They had a calendar. Good for them. <laughs> <laughs> January 10th, Lewis Aparicio, Harmon Killebrew, and Don Drysdale make it to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Never heard of them. Any of them? Nope. Wow. Don Drysdale. Uh, they were all 41 Don Drysdale was the second uh, pitcher in the rotation with Sandy Koufax for the Dodgers. I didn't. Watch the Dodgers back then but none of us were alive like Brooklyn, Brooklyn was, but. that's why you don't watch that shit <laughs> January 11th the highest scoring NBA game ever takes place as the Denver Nuggets beat the San Antonio Spurs 163 155 I should say this is in in regulation without counting overtimes one year earlier Detroit had beaten the Nuggets 186 184 but that game went to triple overtime Six years later, in 1990, the Warriors beat the Nuggets 162-158 in regulation to break the record. Of the top 10 highest-scoring games, Denver has played in four of them. They need better
0: defense. Absolutely. (laughs) Pretty sure, though, they they might be beat this
1: year. There's a lot of high-scoring games this year. There is. Indiana, I think Indiana defense. is the worst defense in the league, and they're giving up 120, 127 points a game. Good news is they're scoring 150. No, they're not good. Indiana's not good. They were, but not anymore. January 14th, the hits continue for the month as Madonna releases Holiday. Holiday! Yay! Celebrate! Holiday! Holiday! January 16th, Paul Chill and Linda face. McCartney get arrested in Barbados for possession of weed. The devil's lettuce. lettuce. The devil's lettuce in Barbados. What a crackhead. Yes. If I were going to get arrested, Barbados sounds like a good place to get arrested. I, wouldn't, I don't know if I'd be mad at it. January 22nd, <laughs> the Raiders blow out Washington in one of the most lopsided Super Bowls ever, 38 to 9, which is why we're not covering this in detail. Your MVP was Marcus Allen. He ran for 22 touchdowns. That was just the first quarter. They sat him after that. <laughs> <laughs> January. Actually, this is the famous clip where he went from one side of the field to the other and then scored. That's that game. I could do that in Tecmo Super Bowl. Sure. With Bo Jackson. Uh, Bo Jackson. Yeah, Jackson. Yes, yeah. the Raiders. Yes. Or Thurman Thomas. Mm. Nope. Couldn't Natron Means. Natron Means.
0: Roosevelt James Brooks. If you had James Brooks, he could do it. No. You know who played for Tampa
1: Bay. who wasn't Tampa Bay. Super Tech Mobile. Who? Kirk Herb Street. (laughs) (laughs) Because he wasn't in it. (laughs) Correct.
0: Never scored shit. That's true. Hold on. All right. Let me know when you're gonna start. January 23rd. I am a real American.
1: Hulk Hogan defeats the Iron Sheik in Madison Square Garden to win the WWF Championship. His one that lasted. The re-angle and on Skyrim Night's main event on February 5th, 1988. Fight for your Over Four years. We're the first So there you go. <laughs> he started his title run that lasted four years and a month here. Go, Hulkster. Three years and a right. month. This is 84. Went to 88. Stupid. I skipped 86. Went to February. I skipped 86. <laughs> <laughs> January 24th, Apple releases its Macintosh personal computer. Terrible. I have one. Just that right now. I didn't add it too. It's what I edit the video on. Yeah, my MacBook. <laughs> yep. I play Oregon Trail on it. January 28th, what? Terms of Endearment with Robert Duvall and Troy McLean win some gold at the 41st Golden Globes. Never seen it. Love Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall's great. because uh, Robin is thing. raisin'. You know what I love about Robert Duvall? He plays Robert Duvall in every movie he's in. <laughs> It doesn't like, what do you want me to do? Well, he we played just, Harry Hyde and Days of Thunder. He did, but he was still Robert Duvall in that movie. <laughs> By the way, Harry Hyde and Days of Thunder. Harry Hog. Duvall. Harry Hog. That's what <laughs> I meant. Just like hog. what I, what I have a Harry Hog. Uh, what? That's why you can't score. Uh, his his junk has disco fever. It, it helps like cold a, trickle. It's like a Vienna sausage. Side wrapped rooms. in dog fur. <laughs> <laughs> like Chewbacca just wandering <laughs> through Endor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was terrible. Don't do that ever again. January yeah. 28th. <laughs> <laughs> Clifford the little red dog. Oh. oh, it's red yeah. too? <laughs> Jimmy's got a red crayon. Uh. Golden oh. State's Warrior guard, now in his twenty-first season, Andre Iguodala is born in Springfield, Illinois. I thought he retired. I I thought so too. He did. Well, okay. Well, he would have been in his twenty-first season this year. Okay. Stories in it's the wheelhouse. Dead. Back instead, he's retired. Back to college football. January second, the Orange Bowl takes place, pitting number five Miami against number one Nebraska, and what a game it was. This pitted the 12-0 Big 8 champion Nebraska Cornhuskers against the 10-1 upstart independent team coached by Howard Schnellenberger, the Hurricanes of Miami. Schnellenberger. It should also be mentioned that because this was the Orange Bowl, it was played in Miami at the Orange Bowl, the home of the Hurricanes. Shocker. Surely this helped as 72,549 people poured into the stadium to watch the game that may crown the national championship. championship Nebraska. NBA, it's not NBA, it's NBC. NBC had the TV coverage, but Don Krocchi, I think that's how you say his name, John Brody and Bill McCady on the call. Nebraska was heading into this game after smashing everyone in their path this season, except for a 14-10 to 10 win over Oklahoma State and a 28-21 to, a 28 to 21 win over Oklahoma. So they did not play well in Oklahoma. Nope. They also good had thing, good thing. They didn't have to play Tulsa. They'd have been screwed. That's absolutely correct. They also had the top three picks for the Heisman Trophy this year: in Mike Rozier, future number one pick, Irving Fryer, and quarterback Turner Gill. Nebraska averaged fifty two points a game, and they beat Minnesota eighty four to thirteen, Iowa State seventy two to twenty nine, Colorado sixty nine to nineteen, Kansas sixty seven to thirteen, and Syracuse sixty three to seven. And that's without throwing the ball. Right. And also, if you remember earlier from stories that missed the cut, Syracuse was in a bowl game. Mm -hmm. They won the game. Against against who? I don't remember. In the Colorado game, Nebraska actually scored seven touchdowns in 12 minutes in the third quarter. Miami was blown out in the season, Oprah, against Florida, 28-3, but had run the table after that. But Nebraska was still viewed as the Giants' favorite, being favored by 11 points. Fuck you, Tim Debo. Oh. Although Nebraska was a big favorite in the game, they had a notable weakness. Being that Nebraska played in the Big Eight, which was known more for their rushing offenses, their pass defense was suspect suspect at best. Suspect. They were all suspect. Respect. At best. At best. After a back-and-forth game that was one for the ages, Nebraska head coach Tom Osborne showed he had balls the size of grapefruits. Nebraska scored a touchdown with 48 seconds remaining in the game to cut Miami's lead to 31-30. Instead of going for the nearly sure thing and tying the game, which would have given Nebraska the national championship. Yes. The natty. He trotted the offense back out on the field and went for two instead. Unfortunately, the two-point attempt was not successful, and Miami came out on top and was named national champions. Even though Miami entered the game ranked fifth, second-ranked Texas lost in the Cotton Bowl, while fourth-ranked Illinois lost in the Rose Bowl. Third-ranked Auburn finished the season 11-1 as well, capping off their year in the Sugar Bowl with the win over Michigan. The argument was that Auburn played a tougher schedule than Miami and should have been crowned the national champions. And now we're 40 years later. They still haven't figured this shit out. Correct. Well, so they have. There's 12 teams. And.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. No, we figured it out. FSU sucks. Your mama, mm. 63 to three, with her pancake nipples. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tell with that. Let's talk Miami Junior receiver, Eddie Brown.
1: I got nothing. I got
0: nothing. A badass. The following year after this, Brown was a consensus first team All-American and the first wide receiver in University of Miami history to amass over a 1,000 yards receiving with 220 of those coming in the famous Hail Flutie shootout with Boston College. Brown would leave Miami with school career records for receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. In the 85 NFL draft, Brown was the second receiver selected behind Al Toon. Mm. Carr's brother. And selected 13th pick overall by my beloved Cincinnati Bengals.
1: I hate the story already. Three
0: picks, three picks ahead of some scrub, Jerry Rice. I don't blame him. What the hell did Jerry Rice do
1: outside of everything? (laughs) (laughs) You know what he didn't do in 1985?
0: Eddie Brown won the NFL Rookie of the Year award. With 53 receptions for 942 yards and eight touchdowns. Jerry Rice didn't do that. In 1988, caught 53 passes. Let me, let me repeat that. 53 passes for 1,273 yards. Got your calculators? Yep. Okay. How, how many yards per per reception is that? Forty. Pretty close, and nine touchdowns, topping the high-powered Bengals offense in yards and leading the Bengals to the twenty-four 19- yards.
1: Oh, <laughs> almost exactly. Forty would All have been two thousand. I'm an idiot, but still, twenty-four yards of reception. It's pretty it's good. Pretty good. Yeah,
0: To the AFC Championship and Super Bowl twenty three. How that?
1: How that Super right. Bowl go, Timmy? Uh, who? The Bengals. Who's Jerry Rice? I don't know. Who oh, he okay, won a, he won a couple Super Bowls. What? Well, one of them was this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was the MVP in that game.
0: Who? <laughs> By the way. Eddie Brown's team record for receiving yards was later surpassed by Chad Johnson's 1,355 yards in 2003, but it took Chad Johnson 37 more receptions than Brown. Eddie Brown was a stud. A stud that never won
1: shit. Mm -hmm. 24 yards a catch. For a, mm-hmm. an entire year, but he got he got beat by Jerry Bra- uh, Jerry Rice in the Super Bowl. Got the doors blown off him, really? Yeah, no, he didn't. He lost by three points. Yeah, so that was All that the one way off. That was the drive. Was that one? Yes. Okay. A- Eddie Brown was a very good receiver. Well, I'm glad we did that story in your wheelhouse. Let's see if the NFL. In 1983 is in y'all's playoffs, or in y'all's wheelhouses. Here we go. But today, I'm the
0: greatest of all time. Vernon and Roy! Vernon with a great lead!
1: Here it is. Pressure with three. Wesson's gonna run the ball. Makes a guy, comes down there, Over the second round, Floor, Through the window, off the wall, nothing but You like that? You like that? I like that. You gotta like that, right? <laughs> All right, here we go. Box score trivia. We're doing NFL League Leaders 1983 season. Now, Timmy. After one week, Dave is up 13 to 11. Okay. We're, we're, I'm winning. we're close. We're close. I'm winning. You're not. You're down by two. I should be. You're not. So here we go. We're starting 1980, 1983, passing touchdown. Joe Montana. Tied for fourth, but tw- Joe Theisman. Ken Anderson. Joe been tied for second with 29. Ken Anderson? No. Dan Fouts? No.
0: Hmm. Ron get,
1: Jaworski? If you guys get another one, I will be shocked. No jaws. Neil Lomax. Manning. Neil Lomax tied for seventh with 20. Archie Manning? Archie Manning? No. Dave Craig? No. There's there's some way backs on this this list. Uh, White. Danny White. Danny White tied for second with 29 of your Dallas Cowboys. Was Dan Marino in there yet? Dan Marino? He was drafted in 84 Hmm. with Elway and Jim Kelly and Um, O'Brien and Todd Blackledge. Bart Starr. A Green Bay Packer is number one. Dan McCownski. Nope. Before Mikowski. Dickey, uh, Lynn Dickey. Lynn Dickey led the league with thirty-two. <laughs> Look at this guy. Look at this teams. man. It was teams. Really? You want? You think that's going to help? Okay. Here's, here's some teams. <laughs> the Rams, the Falcons, the Chiefs, the Browns, the Bills. And you've guessed the other five. So Browns, Chiefs, Falcons, Rams. It's not Kozar. He was he's no. still in Miami. It's quarterback before Kozar. Did, did they have one? I thought it was- Jim Brown. <laughs> Apparently, he was half-ass decent. Jim Brown. <laughs> Paul Brown. Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. Yep. Here we go. Tied for ninth with the Atlanta Falcons, Steve Barkowski. And of the Rams, Vince Farragamo. Vince Farragamo. Damn out, I miss him. Tied for seventh with Neil Lomax, Bill Kenny of the Kansas City Chiefs. And tied for fourth with Joe Montana, Joe Ferguson of the Buffalo Bills, and Brian Sipe of the Cleveland Browns with twenty six. Let's go to rushing yards. This is a lot easier. I'm sorry, no. We're doing rushing touchdowns here in 83. Eric Dickerson. Second with 18. Tony Dorsett. Tony Dorsett, no. Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen, tied for 10th with 9. Kurt Warner. Fourth with 13. I hate you. O.J. Simpson. No. (laughs) No. <laughs> OJ Mayo. No, OJ Mayo, the shooting guard <laughs> from USC. What are you Oral doing? Oral Campbell. Oral Campbell tied for fifth with 12. I, Nathan, uh, Timmy, you're James getting blown Brooks. out now. Did you say they might say Tony Dorset? Was he in there? He did say Tony Dorset. No, um, he was not on the list. Um we have New Orleans, Cleveland, New England, and Minnesota, James Wilder, no, Ernest San Diego, San Diego, Cincinnati, Natron means, and Washington, no Natron means. Who the hell was running for us in '84? I, I will tell you, this Richard is. Nixon, he, has, the president, <laughs> <laughs> he has my favorite name ever in sports. I will say that. <laughs> Red Rocket. Let's see. Of the guys that are left. Huge G. Rixon. There's <laughs> one that's in the Hall of Fame. And that's the guy from Washington. He's the only one in the Hall of Fame. Oh, um, Al Toon. At running back. At running oh, back, yes. uh, Riggins. John Riggins. John Riggins led the league with 24. Al Toon. The diesel. <laughs> so we'll just. Al Al-Toon didn't make it. Here's the rest of your top 10 at 10th Wayne Wilson of the New Orleans Saints. Tied for 7th, Ted Brown of the Vikings, Tony Collins of New England, and Mike Pruitt from Cleveland. Terrible. Tied with Earl oh, Campbell for 5th, Chuck Muncie of the Chargers. Chuck Muncie. Third, Cincinnati Bengals legend Pete Johnson with 14. Never heard of and, him. And you got the other two. Here we go. What was? Where's my other one? I had three. Sacks. Don't do sacks, please. Receiving touchdowns. Here's here's what we're gonna do. I have one, two, three, four. You guys are probably gonna guess. So I'm I'm gonna give bonus points, an additional point from somewhere. That's you, Mark Duper is one of the four. Mark Duper is on here. Mark thing. Jackson. Let me let me finish the rules for you guys. These random names off. So for Mark, everyone outside the top four, did he say Mark Duper? He did. If you get one oh, outside the top I'm four, here. you'll get double points. Okay, and you, he's already got one. Mark Duper was Dwight one Clark. Dwight Clark, two of the four tied for seventh with eight. Dwight Evans. Bob Evans. K- Kellen Winslow. Tied for seventh. I already said that! No,
0: you don't get to claim that. Fuck off!
1: Wait, you did didn't you say said, that? You said Kellen Winslow? No. I said Kellen Winslow when we were talking about something earlier. Well, you have Kentucky Shitternet and it keeps dropping out. So You've never you didn't say Kellen Winslow. Oh, we didn't hear it. I did. His son's Tampa Bay Buccaneer legend and rapist. <laughs> rapist. <laughs> and a rapist. I'll, give a, I'll give a point to both for Winslow then. <laughs> Cleveland Blown, Chris Collins Browns legend. legend. No Collinsworth. There's one more guy in the four. Art Monk. No. Mark Clayton. No. Mm. Uh. No Mark Jackson. Nope. Al Toon. Nope. Two from St. Louis, Green St. Bay, Louis. Chicago, Washington, Seattle, another one from Green Bay, and the Raiders. Oh, what's the, the white guy from Seattle? Oh, uh, fuck. I can see him. You're on the way. I have his jersey, actually. Don <laughs> B.B. <Beebe laughs> <Hey>, Sr. <Senior. Mom. laughs> and he yeah. ran for, I think he ran for office in the state of Washington.
0: Donald Trump,
1: Steve. Oh,
0: it's not there. DeBerg I feel like it's Steve DeBerg for the Largent.
1: Steve Largent. Time for fucked with the. God, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you everything. I gave it to both of you. I gave it to what? both of you. No, he only gets half a point. Well, you both get a whole point. That's bullshit. he gets Steve. And he said the white guy. That's right. And Seattle. And Seattle. Well, I said Seattle. He was never going to get it. All right. So one more guess each. If either of you can guess anyone else on this list, it's double points. Mm. All right, here's the teams again. St. Louis. Green Two from St. Louis, including the league leader. Green Bay. Two from Which Green Bay. Which was the Cardinals. What the fuck? Correct. Chicago. Washington and the Raiders. Are there any running backs on this? List? No, but the Raiders guy is a, tied, a tight end, number 46. I'll oh, even give you that. <laughs> ain't helping me. No, I'm done. Yeah, think I'm good. You. I'm Here trying we to think go. back to my old 80s video of like the best sports players of the 80s VHS tape I had. Yep. All had tied it. for Mark seven Pearl. with Dwight Clark. <laughs> And Kellen Winslow of the St. Louis Cardinals, Doug Marsh, of the Green Bay Packers, futurely of the Buffalo Bills fame, James Lofton, Willie Galt of the Chicago Bears. Oh, and, Willie Galt. And from Washington, Charlie Brown. Tied for fourth with Steve Largent of the Green Bay Packers, We've Paul owner, Shit. Huh? Snoopy's owner. Yes. Tie for third of the, I'm sorry, and third of the Raiders, Todd Christensen, tight end. And second from the Eagles, Mike Quick with 13. And your league leader was St. Louis, Roy Green, 14. So no one got bonus points right now. It is 15 to 25, Dave. Yes. Cricket. What's your point? My point is you were down by two and now you're down by 10. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Timmy's like, you, I, I th- knew, I knew those VHS takes would come in handy one day. Timmy's like, I can't <laughs> wait to do an episode again without Dave. I'm going to catch up. <laughs> 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 we could have done it tonight. I don't know. January 14th. Another story in Timmy's wheelhouse, the godfather of fatties everywhere. Owner of the San Diego Padres. And McDonald's, Ray Kroc, dies of heart failure at the age of 81. Who? Ray Kroc had quite the life as an entrepreneur. But before all of that, at the age of 15, Kroc lied about his age so he could become an ambulance driver for the Red Cross during World War I. After the Second Great War, Kroc became a milkshake mixer salesman. After delivering machines and parts to Richard and Maurice McDonald, the three entered an agreement to franchise their restaurant. Initially, Croc actually sent a letter to Walt Disney, with whom he trained with as an ambulance driver, and Disney agreed to have McDonald's restaurants in the park, but only if they raised the price of the French fries from 10 cents to 15 cents, with Disney taking all of that five cent profit. Croc told Disney to eat a giant pile of shit, and your mouths are stupid. Crock would be the franchisee for McDonald's until 1973 when he retired from that and bought the San Diego Padres for $12 million. Initially, the team had been purchased by a Washington, D.C. grocery store chain owner, Joseph Dezansky. However, that sale was held up with legal troubles in court, and Kroc swooped in and bought the team. Kroc was known for being a little boisterous, including taking the stadium mic in a game against the Astros and declaring live... I've never seen such stupid ball playing in my life. Eventually he handed it over team business to his son, his son-in-law, Ballard Smith. After swindling the McDonald brothers and acquiring full rights of the fast food chain for $2.7 million. Croc showed just how nasty he could be. Croc (laughs) created the (laughs) original location, but the brothers would not transfer to him the real estate and rights as they decided to give the operation property and all to the founding employees. In his anger, Crock later opened a new McDonald's restaurant near the original McDonald's, which had since been renamed the Big M because the brothers had neglected to retain the rights to the name. It is alleged that as part of the buyout, Crock promised, based on a handshake agreement, to continue the annual 1% royalty to the original agreement. But there's no evidence of this beyond a claim by a nephew of the McDonald brothers. Contrary to popular belief, though, neither brother ever publicly expressed disappointment over the deal. They were just upset that their original restaurant got shut down. Speaking to someone about the buyout, Richard McDonald reportedly said he had no regrets. If you hadn't, go out of your way and watch the movie The Founder with Michael Keaton. It's the story of Ray Kroc and McDonald's, and it's it's phenomenal. Is is, is Ray Kroc's motto of life, YOLO?
0: Incorrect. Cause, cause I feel like Dick and Mac McDonald, their their mantra was kind of like no regrets.
1: I, lo- I loved him in the Doobie Brothers.
0: No regret, not even one little letter. No, no, no regrets. No, Scotty P. No, Scotty regrets. B. <laughs> no yeah. regrets. No regrets. No regrets. Not even one little. <laughs> Yeah. Kroc became frustrated with the McDonald brothers desire to maintain a small number of restaurants. What, why would you want to do that? The brothers also consistently told Kroc he could not make changes to the things in the original blueprint. But despite Kroc's plans, the brothers never sent any formal letters that legally allowed the change in the chain. They sat there. That's literally what they did. Croc maintained the assembly line speedy system for hamburger preparation, which why, why are we arguing about this? It's weird.
1: You, okay. you are. No, no they
0: they did. I, I'm not. Croc maintained the speedy system for hamburger preparation, which was introduced To the McDonald's brothers in 1948, he standardized operations ensuring every burger would taste the same in every restaurant. Makes sense. You guys ever been to McDonald's?
1: No, never. Trash.
0: They all taste the same. They do. Dirt burgers. He set strict rules for franchisees on how the food was to be made, portion sizes, cooking methods, and times and packaging. Croc also rejected cost cutting measures. By the way, we need we need to emphasize this. Croc also rejected cost cutting measures like using soybean filler in the hamburger patties.
1: Well, they no, uh, they okay. taste different.
0: Well, but lots of places do. Of course. These strict rules were also applied to customer service standards. With such mandates as the money had to be refunded to clients whose orders were not correct, or to customers who had to wait more than five minutes for their food. Um, That's uh, everyone.
1: Yeah. Now. Now it happens now.
0: By Bring the back big Fix
1: Rock- McDonald's broke ass <laughs> shit. <laughs> Bring his dead ass back. And also, quit hiring mouth breathers to be at the first window, will you please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to you. Top nine. By the time of Gronk's death in
0: 1984, McDonald's had a huge number of 7,500 outlets in the United States and 31 in other countries and territories. By the way, it's like 35,000 now. The total system-wide sales of his restaurants were more than 8 billion in 1983 and his wow. personal fortune amounted to some 600 million that's like
1: 42 bajillion now I can find this out actually that's 600 crazy. million in 1984 today 42 bajillion I'm not sure that's a number. That's why I'm, I'm I'm really I'm making sure of this 600 would be uh, 1.7 trillion. Dave's that's muted. A lot trillion or billion. 1.8. Oh, I'm sorry. 1.8. <laughs> I was like, God damn. Jesus. 1.7 billion is what I wanted to say. <laughs> he
0: was- to be Jesus, Dad. he owns <laughs> the world.
1: <laughs> 1.7 Randy Crock
0: loves little
1: children. Oh, <laughs> oh not, not the world. <laughs> he's worth a hundred infinity dollars. He is <laughs> Tony Stark. And 13 Iron Man. cents. <laughs> Speaking of worth a lot of money, January 27th, in a moment that would change the direction of one career forever. Michael Jackson catches on fire while filming a commercial for Pepsi. The deal with Pepsi had been happened to a nicer guy. You're right. I'm not saying I feel bad for him. It just it it happens. We have to cover it. The deal with Pepsi had been inked in November of '83 with the Jackson brothers signing a five million dollar promotional contract, or $11 dollars today, which is fifteen million dollars in today's money. By the way. Pepsi had begun an advertising campaign in 1983 entitled The New Generation. Michael Jackson was a huge part of it from the beginning and actually allowed Pepsi to use Billie Jean as its jingle. Here in 1984, Pepsi and the Jacksons were going to hold a simulated concert before as a backdrop for a commercial. During the walkthrough, Pyrotechnics went off lighting Michael's hair on fire.
0: She's just a girl. The thinks i the one. Right. But the kid is not my son.
1: Mm, I don't like it. I don't like the lyrics in, in retrospect. <laughs> the ensuing fire caused Jackson to have second degree, second degree burns on his scalp. Pepsi settled with Jackson shortly afterwards because of, of course, Michael sued, as he should have. But Jackson donated the entire $1.5 million se- uh, settlement to the Brotman Medical Center with the burn unit of that hospital, renaming itself after Michael Jackson. Jackson would later on sign another deal with Pepsi, this time for $20 million. When Michael Jackson's hair caught fire during the third take of an 80s Pepsi commercial he was dancing, he had no idea his hairdo was ablaze. White the Pop star kept on dancing down the stairs on the set until a friend ran up to him. <laughs> Wrestled him to the ground and put it out. Imagine being Michael like, why is he running up to me? <laughs>
0: We're live right
1: now. <laughs> 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 oh shit! Jackson was already a solo star by this time, but recorded the video with his brothers from the Jackson Five on this day. <laughs> the video shoot involved pyrotechnics and an explosion meant that that sent embers into Jackson's hair, catching it on fire. <laughs> 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 Makeup artist Karen Faye who worked with Jackson for 27 years Testified in a later court case I never saw anything like that in my life This was someone I knew and he was on fire <laughs> All his hair was gone and there was smoke coming out of his head Faye said that Jackson said that he continued dancing Because I can't disappoint the audience Your head's on fire He collapsed and was taken to the <laughs> hospital You're literally a ghostwriter trying to dance in front of people no it's fine guys it's fine it's fine Jackson's doctor Stephen Hoflin said that the star was quite shaken up with a palm size area of second degree and small area of third degree burns it's like a hand size come on Jackson said in a tape message that after some major reconstructive surgery on my scalp after the stage incident I became increasingly more dependent on painkillers to get me through my days of the tour well whose palm is it (laughs) under the giant
0: <laughs> not great in August 1993 Jackson was accused of child sexual abuse by a 13 year old boy Jordan Chandler and his father Evan Chandler because you gotta have a father for that
1: have you have you have you guys watched just uh, just sidebar have you guys watched leaving Neverland no no but I heard it's phenomenal Whew. It's It's very well done, very well produced, but it is hard to watch.
0: Uh, allow me to uh, uh, contribute. Jordan said he had engaged with sex acts of kissing, masturbation, and oral sex with Jackson. Gross. While Jordan's mother initially told police she didn't believe it. Her position wavered after a few days' uh, money.
1: I only ask because I believe one of the subjects in the documentary is Evan Chandler. Yeah, because he was Jordan Chandler. Jordan Chandler. No, it was Michael Jordan. Jordan Evans. Steve Jordan. (laughs) Bob Bob Evans.
0: (laughs) Evan was recorded discussing his intention to pursue charges, which Jackson used to argue that he was the victim of jealous father trying to extort money, probably. Jackson's older sister, LaToya, which is weird, accused him of being a pedophile, which also weird. And then she later retracted this saying she'd been forced into it by her abusive husband. Which, Triple weird.
1: Oddly enough, it's weirder. You hit the weird trifecta in that sentence. <laughs> Correct. My At asshole. Jackson. Own- said-
0: exactly. Police raided Jackson's home in August and found, by the way, not weird, two legal large format books featuring young boys playing, running, and swimming in various states of undress. I'm sorry, what? Playing, running yeah. in various states of. Uh, okay, okay. Jackson denied knowing of the book's content, and claimed if they were they were from someone who sent them to him, and he did not open them
1: because that happens all the time.
0: Yeah, I I
1: often get books sent to me where I just don't open them. What? Thanks for this book. I believe that. Let me go ahead and put this directly in my bookcase without opening it. Naked boys? No, not interested. This is a really odd uh, topic for a coffee table book you've picked here. By the way, we're going back. Jordan Chandler gave
0: the police a description of Jackson's genitals. Mm. A strip search was made, and the jurors felt the description was not a match. What? Good news for Michael Jackson. This actually became the impetus for his song,
1: Black or White. So did they, uh, did they actually show his night <laughs> in trial? Now I have oh, questions. They didn't did not, me. but it, but I loved your pause. Went, uh, uh, yeah, thank now you. Now I have questions. Like, did they show his junk and try to like? <laughs> <everybody sends laughs> they made me pull down my pants.
0: Michael's <laughs> dick only really right. has
1: ears, and this one does not. All right.
0: <laughs> now Jackson may have not molested this child.
1: They definitely you know what did. they
0: say about smoke and fire, and I'm not talking about a scalp this time. Smoke well fire, yeah. He's a he's a kid diddler.
1: Thank De- you. Definitely, allegedly,
0: definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely. He's dead. He ain't doing us.
1: That's true. Fuck that. Fuck that guy. What about the other Jackson? kid diddler? Who? The other the other Jackson Five. I don't care. <laughs> Latoya knew about it. All right, here we go, uh, Timmy. Pick a number between one and ten. Forty-two. Dave, pick a number between one and ten. Six. Well, I guess this out of default. Yeah. Now it's time for game play. Have you think it? Yeah.
0: You slipper the hot beef injection.
1: <laughs> We're men in tight, <Benetites>. tight tights. <laughs>
0: You're so wrong. That means it's my turn. Mm. Let's go to Timmy's trivia Figaro, Figaro,
1: Figaro, Figaro. That's not. That's not Tosca. <laughs> Ugh, my ears. My neck. My back. Yep, yep, I remember. Everyone remembers when Elvis performed that. To
0: make Ooh, I wanna take
1: that was the first game, right. motherfucker. I don't know why you screw it up. I, you screw, you picked number one through 10, 42. You screwed that up. <laughs> you did that. winner. All right.
0: Song number one. Hold on. It's a good week. Song number one, clue number one. This is a song by American rock band Van Halen. Jump!
1: <laughs> I'm not even mad, mad about, about that. I'm not even mad at it. I think you know I think you know the I think are on the woodsy seat. I might as well jump. jump. Might as well jump. <laughs> Might as well and jump. 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 Jump.
0: Jump. Go
1: Go jump, jump, Go ahead and jump. The remix right. by Crisscross Cross was better. It was.
0: They'll make you jump, jump. All right. Song number two, clue number one. This is a song written and performed By American musician Billy Joel, from his nice studio album, An Innocent Man. Released September 1983 as the album's second single.
1: Billy Joel in 84. Piano Man. Would definitely not be.
0: Incorrect. Clue number two. According to an interview with That's Bon Jovi. According to an interview, <laughs> keeping the Howard. faith is Billy
1: Joel. You dumbass. That's true. It is.
0: According uh, no it's keep the faith. That's that's bon keep in the faith. Whatever. According to an interview with Howard Stern, Faith Hill Joel had originally titled the some something
1: Uptown House. Girl. Whoa. She's been living in- yeah. Song was made in the, the early old 70s, old guy. Guy. I'm gonna try for the uptown We live in world. i a white bread world. Looking for a downtown like, oh, like, oh, man. That's what I am. i
0: Dave, I'm so excited about the last song, by the way. Mm. I had that tape. Song number three, clue number one. This is a song written by the Bee Gees and oh, recorded sorry, Gees? by a completely different group. You say the Bee Gees? Bee Gees. Saturday oh, Night Fever. And recorded by a completely different group. This was named after... Uh, Clue number two, this was named after an Ernest Hemingway novel. The song was originally written for Diana Ross and an R&B style, but later reworked for the duo that sang it.
1: To Kill a Mockingbird.
0: Clue number three, this is one of
1: Dave's faves. How dare you? This song? Stream. Oh, that, shit. That, is that is what, what we, we are. are. <laughs> no one in between. How can, how how can, can we, we be wrong? You know what, Timmy? We'll play. We'll tell away. To another world. We can rely on each other. From one another to another. We'll play, Timmy. We'll play. I can see you with <laughs> time. <laughs> <laughs> well, allow me to introduce the man who actually can follow directions when I ask him to pick a number between one and ten. Now it's time for Game play. Have you seen it? Hey.
0: You slipper the hot beef injection. <laughs>
1: We're men tights. Tight tights. Tight.
0: But damn I got nothing, guys. Huh?
1: Once again, one movie this week. Oh, oh, good. Because I gotta pee. This movie was actually in theaters December of 1983 but we rolled it through because there wasn't shit for the month of January. (laughs) Love it. With a budget of around $25 million, our one and only movie this week grossed more than $66 million at the box office and is a certified cult classic. This movie is also one of Dave's faves. This is an American epic crime drama in 1980 Miami. A determined Cuban. Scarface. Scarface. Timmy C with a two to zero lead for the month. I mean, it's kind of racist that he was like, they said Miami. It was Scarface. It was Scarface. (laughs) Let's go ahead and start the show. Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling from January 28th, <laughs> 1984. Your announcer <laughs> is Bob Cottle. We start the show with the ever-funkadelic sounds of Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling, and we show some blurry images of the top stars, and I can't tell who any of them are. Buddy Rose. I don't this think this he better was be one good,
0: because WWF just crowned Hogan, so...
1: Well, I mean, that didn't matter much at the time. It didn't take long, but it didn't didn't matter much at the time. Match one, speaking of the WWF, Wahoo McDaniel and Mark Youngblood take on Allie Bay and Bill White. Bay and White get offense in this match, but it's only on Youngblood. And then here comes Yahoo. Wahoo. Yahoo. Wahoo. Wahoo is out quick. More offense by the enhancement team on Youngblood until Youngblood hits an enziguri for the win. I love old wrestling shows and gymnasiums where you can see basketball hoops in the background. I actually thought this was a big arena show. And then they turned the camera and I'm like, shit, there's a basketball goal. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard of Ali Bay. So I had to look them up. Holy crap. If the reports I read are correct, that dude was near 70 here. <laughs> Check so many old guys in mid Atlantic. I don't know who
0: this Tommy Hawk is, but he has great chops. Takes a hell of a bowl to get that Wahoo haircut there. That's like, it is perfectly straight around. It's hell of a bowl. Hell of a bowl. It's high quality. It's high quality bowl <laughs> cut on a Native American, not over 50 year old man. Not an Indian. Because we we we've learned now that they they're that's not what you call them.
1: Bob Connell is now holding up the NWA Television Title Belt as they're holding a tournament to crown a new champion. There's eight wrestlers remaining in the tournament. We will see Mark Youngblood take on Bob Orton. Oh wait, no mistake. That's Barry Orton. Oh, uh, that's a hell of a letdown. <laughs> Johnny Weaver takes on Assassin number 2, not Dick number Slater, 3. Who, right, not 1 or 3, number 2. Dick Slater, who's the current US champion against Dory Funk Jr., and then Ernie Ladd takes on Greg Valentine. Johnny Weaver literally looks like he's 74 years old here. Everybody. How do how do we not get the right
0: Orton for this tournament? I love it. Fred oh, Orton. Bob Orton, yeah. Barry's cheaper. All right, we'll take it. And Valentine looks like he is on some high-quality cocaine here.
1: Over under, haven't done this in a while, Johnny Weaver, plus or minus 15 and a half here. Um, 54. Over. Oh, way over. Way oh. over. He was born in East St. Louis, Illinois, November 17th. 1935 making him 49 here at this show told you what? yeah no way 49 when we come back from break here is the u.s champion dick slater dick slater says that he wins the tv title he's going to give it to someone who deserves it cool it already doesn't matter congrats (laughs) Slater's all declaring himself the world champion as they show footage of slater pinning rick flair Although it was with the help of Bob Orton, not Barry, holding not Barry, Barry. Barry was not Bob Orton, cool. Ally okay. Heenan and Wyatt WrestleMania Five. Slater says that he doesn't drink or smoke. There's no chance that's correct. <laughs> There's no chance. Zero. Am I the only one that only knows of Dick Slater from being in the mid '90s WCW as part of Colonel Parker's Stud Stable? He was with an attack with Mike Enos after that, called Rough and Ready or something like that. He was with uh bunkhouse bunkhouse though. buck and dirty dick house later. yeah they were wcw tag champs at one point they were they'd be hard right. yeah so
0: dick slater on the mic less than magic by the way just giving that out there that was- and so can we to expound on you tj can we believe a guy that his nickname was dirty dick he, he didn't smoke or drink? Really? No, no chance. How do you become dirty if you don't smoke or drink? Maybe he was talking about crack and water.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen, smoke I, crack. I don't drink water. Listen, I, just, I, don't, yeah, I, I don't smoke meth. <laughs> I, I don't drink San Pellegrino. But after that, it's <laughs> for grabs. Match two. That Mick Ultra is shit, all right? <laughs> <laughs> match two, Ivan Koloff with Gary Hart tings, takes on Angelo Mosca Jr. for the Mid-Atlantic Junior. Championship with, Junior, Junior. Junior. with Angelo Mosca on commentary. The story Junior. of the match is the power and craftiness of the Wiley veteran champion Koloff against the youth and exuberance of Angelo Jr. Junior. I actually didn't hate his dad at color. Oh, he was did. horrible! It Yelling scared. like a dad because that's what it, that's what a dad would do if I didn't make. Yeah, yeah that's why you don't put him on commentary. Well, I'm not. I don't make those decisions. They make those decisions. I have to be honest here. I don't know what Mosca Junior did before or after this match, but this this match had me. This was a good match. I really enjoyed it, especially with the ten limit ten minute time limit. A sorely missed item in wrestling today. We get down to one minute remaining, and Koloff goes for the cover, but Mosca begins to fight back until Koloff slaps on the abdominal stretch. Right when the time expires, Mosca counters. I loved this match. I liked it. The Mid-Atlantic Championship was ugly. Oh, the belt was awful. For sure. Not much on Mosca Jr. online. Doesn't look like he ever had much of a career, because he, he was horrible on the microphone. Correct. We'll, we'll get to that. His dad wasn't much better. And his dad on commentary was hot garbage. That was just brutal to watch. (laughs) And the NWA was so notorious for these time limit draws, never allowing their champs to ever really get over, I feel like. Except for Sting and Flutter. All I could think of was when the bell sounded, it
0: sounded a little drunk. It was a ding. (laughs) You make the wrong sound. Moo. So... So because he's pointing out the 10-minute ten, ten time limit, we're definitely going to a time limit draw. Okay. Uh, almost it. always. And Moscow's headlock is terrible. Me Moscow, whatever. Or he could be Moscow. He'd Co- be a better he'd be a better Russian heel as Moscow.
1: Koloff is wrestling for Moscow. <laughs> no. Koloff is fighting for Moscow. And maybe you shouldn't let
0: the father of the wrestler commentate. That'd be. I liked it.
1: It made it feel real. Of course it did. Pussy. I don't know what that means. Match three. (laughs) JYD coming out to some weird ass music. Yes, I know it's WWE. Grab (laughs) them cakes. Oh, I don't care. It wasn't even grab Grab them cakes. cakes. It was just like, hey, uh, Jim Johnson, make it sound like you're like. The fired band member of Kiss from 1973. Take on Bob Root for JYD's North American Championship of Mid South. Now, It'll back in the day, if
0: he came out and you're,
1: I hear voices in my head. Is Randy Orton's me. music? Yes. That would be great. <laughs> now, back in the day, even in the WWF, showing another promotion star was not uncommon. Vincent Mann was showing the Von Erichs around the same time, hoping to be able to get the Von Eriks. This way, if you could book the star, the crowd already knows who they are. You know, we weren't just expected to know everything and do nothing with our lives but watch every wrestling promotion ever, and I have to do homework to figure out who's on these damn shows. Decent back-and-forth match. JYD hits power slam, gets the win. It's not a power slam. It's called the thump. The thump. He hits the thump. I loved J.Y.D. as a kid. I would Grab going crazy them cakes. This I, I don't care. Grab them cakes. So I never heard of this Roop guy before, so I looked him up. Apparently, he was not just some job of wrestler like I thought he was, though. Yes, he actually he had quite the career and won a slew of titles in the N.W.A. He did. Whatever. He eventually retired in 1988 due to a neck injury, suffered in a car crash. He also ran a wrestling school in Davie, Florida, and an early student of his was a young Lex Luger. Hmm. Oh, well, he's obviously a good trainer. Maybe the promo skills need Jesus. How'd Lex (laughs) Luger end up? Uh, A multi-time world champion.
0: Yeah. Also in a wheelchair.
1: (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Drunk Tate t- t- an, an asshole. T- <laughs> t- <laughs> he is an asshole.
0: I already said it. It's a thump. Ass clown. Why are we watching mid sales matches during Mid-Atlantic? Well, what if is you were going on? I,
1: I told you why. By the way, dog looks like a million bucks. I like it. It, it wouldn't last long, so I hope you took a picture of it. When we come back from break, Paul Jones is here in a tuxedo with the Assassins as he pitched to some footage with Jimmy Valiant trying to tear off the mask of Assassin number 2. Jones is challenging Valiant to a match with Valiant and Dory Funk Jr. against the, uh, the Assassins. It's kind of about all the great talking managers of the 1980s. Paul Jones was so prominent and lasted so long. I mean, we've already seen Gary Hart in this show.
0: How long did Paul Jones feud with Boogie Woogie Man? Because forever. I I've listened to what happened when, and they were covering like 1987.
1: Most of the 70s and almost all of the 80s. And and he was feuding with Boogie Woogie Man. He's gonna they still he's have gonna, beef be- to this day. He's
0: gonna cut hair <laughs> off of him
1: at some point. Just Jimmy Viant, Please stop feuding with him. Please You're lose move, your hair. Move, on with, move on with your life. <laughs> yeah. Match four. Ernie Ladd with Gary Hart takes on Vinny Valentino. It is something else to watch Ernie Ladd wrestle, even this late into his career. Two words. Squash match. Ladd gets the win. Ernie Ladd was great, man. He he moved phenomenally. And his mic work was awesome. Yes. Yeah. I hate that I missed his career. He would he would be epic these days in wrestling. Absolutely. As a nasty heel that could really talk. Yeah. Greg the Hammer Valentino is is that who this is? So what's fun is if this is the same Vinny Valentino, he would actually show up on Nitro in the 90s tagging with Greg Hammer, uh, Greg Valentine, (laughs) but he gained like 300 pounds and dyed his hair blonde. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even joking. Yeah, probably has. Um, Ernie Ladd is
0: 87 years old here. Um, do you think Assassin number one was upset about being left out of this eight man tournament because they had Assassin number two in it?
1: Well, maybe he's going to challenge Jack Slater for the U.S. title. I don't <laughs> no, know. No, he's going to challenge Assassin number one. He was feuding with Ziano 4. <laughs> I was number one. <laughs> That's amazing. That's good.
0: Little known fact. One of the hotly contested Charlotte area basketball games amongst two highly touted high schools was going to happen the night before. Sorry. That's that's why we have the basketball goals down. Charlotte Mayo beat the hell out of Charlotte. Flair. Whatever. Yeah. Flair. The night before. I'm so shocked. Ernie Led one. Fuck.
1: What are we doing here? As you should. It's, Timmy, this, this is, they're doing everything we say we miss about these old TV shows. No, they, they're they not. Squash match. They I should do it more often. Match. They should try it. Yeah. Match five. Hans Schroeder takes on Rufus R. Freight Chain Jones. Well, this kind of ruins that. <laughs> Rufus Jones in the WWE Hall of Fame. But here he looks like he had not seen a gym in well ever. Shocker, Jones Jones wins with a headbutt because, well, you know. Freight Train Jones was 50 years old here, keeping up with the trend of senior citizens wrestling in the NWA. (laughs) And they're all winning. That's the (laughs) worst part. And they're all winning. Got to put over the young guy. I really need to get educated on most of these old school NWA guys because I haven't heard of any of these dudes. (laughs) Rufus looks like he's.
0: A 97 year old Bobo
1: Brazil. <laughs> I wonder who's older between Bobo Brazil and Rufus Jones. I don't know that.
0: I, all I can think of is Ricky Schroeder really let himself go. <laughs> Rufus delivers the worst elbow in history. Bobo and, Brazil was. And by the way, Rufus may be the safest wrestler I've ever seen because. He doesn't touch anyone. It, like it's literally like you can see it. Like, I'm gonna punch you now. Well, this uh, this match was six minutes and they, they did nothing. Well, Rufus did. Rufus didn't touch him in six minutes.
1: After this um match, Matt. I guess you'd call it. We see Dory Funk Jr. as he calls out as he calls Paul Jones stupid. He's not wrong. Funk accepts the challenge for him and Valiant. Then Valiant just wanders out and starts yelling and screaming. Then he starts a fight with a man that's gonna be his tag team partner. What is happening really? here? Then here comes Angelo Mosca Jr. with his dad. And you can tell this kid is green because he's stumbling all over this promo. Terrible. Mosca Mosca invented the Bloodline in 1984. For the record, he did say it. I get this promo. Now, how I would have ended the show. Valiant should have closed the show. Boogie Woogie Man without a beard is weird. I've never seen that dude without a long ass beard down to his belly button. Correct. It was weird. That was weird. All I thought was, wow, mismatched tag team.
0: One that can talk and one that is hugging his daddy. Okay. (laughs) And then the guy who lost the time draw earlier. What? It's not important. Why is that? Uh, okay. And then Senior notices that Junior struggling with his promo and he takes over and it makes for... Welcome to Mid-Atlantic in night A really terrible promo.
1: Yeah. That's what it makes for. You know who else cut a terrible promo today? We did. Dave. And if Timmy. you enjoyed this week's episode, please let us know. Give us that five star if you ever get this podcast. Make sure to follow our show on Twitter at FFPopcast, on Instagram at Filter Free Podcast, Kirk Sucks, and follow our network at Filter Free Net. As for us, you can find us all on our social media platforms at Timmy C.
0: At Timmy C1979.
1: Dollar Bill Dave. At Dave in the HSV, but I'm in Twitter jail. That is that is actually true. And I am at T Stevens ninety one next week. We cover Dave. What was that show you recommended us for? Recommended for us. That was we were doing Raw two thousand six from two thousand six. It's a Raw from two thousand six. Was it Raw? Uh, Okay, because you cut off the show. This is all terrible. Monday Night Raw from January of two thousand six. It's College Bowl season. We have two of the greatest games ever. The Super Bowl's in February, so we're not covering that. Philip Philip Seymour Hoffman of Hunger Games fame wins a (laughs) Golden Globe and so much more. This has been the Filter Free Podcast and so long for now. Joke of the week. (laughs) Fucking terrible. This show. What's the difference between hungry and games and horny? Hmm. Where you stick the cucumber?